Daniel Jones. When it will begin from the gun. Here they come. Football is loose. Bears recover inside the 10 and forced out of bounds. It's Bilal Nichols on the recovery. Travis Gibson. Kyrus Tonga is into the game. One of the defensive linemen as a fullback. Here they give is taken by Montgomery. And how about this start for the Bears? David Montgomery able to punch it in and just like that. Where does Glennon go here on third and two? They protect him this time. It's deflected and picked off. And more disaster for the Giants. It's Deshaun Gibson. Gibson is going to get all the way down inside the 25, 32 yards on the return. Dalton on fourth and a yard from the gun, looking back at the end zone. It is caught. Mooney, touchdown. See if that can't jumpstart this unit. Lennon looking at pressure. Football is loose again. That's it. There it is. Robert Quinn getting to Glennon. There's learning lessons through all of it. Yeah? Is this moron number one? Put moron number two on the phone. Yeah, Jimmy, he's uh, right here. Hold on. He's pissed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Pointless Exercise podcast. It's time for our second to last regular season Bears podcast. I don't know how many playoff games were. Uh, probably none. Um, with me, as always, is actor-comedian Mike Pusateri. Mike, how are you? I'm doing good. This is uh, has been the longest season of all time, has yeah, it not? Yes, it should be over, but yes. it's not. So that's good. Uh, for those of you who are wondering, you can subscribe to the podcast at Decipio.com. You can sign up for the newsletter at PointlessExercise.com. I think by the time you hear this, there won't be a sale anymore. But, you know, still, you should sign up for full price because it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the Instagram is Instagram.com slash PointlessExercise1. And uh, somebody's going to win a free t-shirt from the Decipio Pointless Exercise shop, which can also be found at Decipio.com. And I think that's as fast as I can do all my plugs. Wow. Uh, so, Mike, uh, what have you got to, to plug? Uh, you can uh, find me on Twitter at, uh, at Mike Pusateri. On the Insta, I am Mike Pusateri. And MikePusateri.com for the website for all exciting news and updates. Very good. So, yesterday, 
We're recording this on Monday. Yesterday, the Bears sufficiently throttled the Giants. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, I just didn't really care. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to see them lose, so that was fine. But it's like, what are we proving here? And are we proving anything positive? I, I, I was just wondering... Has a general manager ever been fired because of the court quarterback play of the other team? Just, <laughs> because wow, that that Mike Lennon. Oof. Yeah, so the Giants got down fourteen to nothing up halfway through the first quarter, down two scores the whole rest of the game. They threw eleven passes. <laughs> they literally felt like okay, if our best bet to come back is to not throw the ball. And this is a quarterback that they had that Ryan Pace once gave $18.5 million guaranteed. Guaranteed. Dollars. Guaranteed. Yeah. Wasn't it $45 million in total? Yeah. But, he's, but, not, but he, still. Only, he only had to pay Mike Lennon $18.5 million. <laughs> had to have him, too. We're going to love this guy, Mike Lennon. Yeah. They spent all that money, and then they uh, two months later, they immediately replaced him. And did it with him at a draft party, at a team-sponsored draft party, standing <laughs> up there going, oh, what are you going to pick? I don't know. I, I could probably use a, a wide receiver would be good, maybe a left tackle. Yeah. Oh, they picked a quarterback. A what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, meanwhile, starting for the Bears was the guy they had to have this year before they immediately replaced in the draft. Uh, who they only had to pay $10 million. And who has 0.0 chance of being on the team next year. Yeah. A, they basically paid Andy Dalton a million dollars for every yard he can throw the ball. <laughs> I mean, he, and I was going to say, it's stunning how bad his arm is now. I mean, he never was like a guy with a huge arm, but it's a well below average NFL arm now. Yeah. To the point where there were certain patterns that you could tell he's throwing. He's like, oh, fuck it, this isn't going to get anywhere near the guy. And he was right. It didn't. Yeah. And, yeah. and it didn't seem to care bother him that much. Yeah. And and why? What would, let me ask you this. Did, did, did Foles not get the start? Because Foles quite possibly will be back next year. Yeah. He certainly he certainly just led the Bears to a rare victory. But in his post, you know, post game comments, he was kind of saying, Yeah, well, if if Bird didn't improvise, if he runs the play that uh, as as our Nagy yeah. drew it up, uh, he's not gonna be open. If he ran the <laughs> he ran the shit coach called, we'd have lost. Yeah, that's essentially what he said in a very nice way. Are they petty? I mean, is that why he didn't start? I'm asking you seriously. Are they is he are they that petty? Well, I'm sure they are. Yeah. I think they honestly feel like their quarterback quarterback depth chart now is Fields, Dalton, Foles, and the healthiest one in that order gets to start. I really think that. I could I can imagine that Nick got a got tisk tisked mm-hmm. for that. But I, I don't think that's why he didn't start. I think they, you know, what's so. <laughs> so then, if you're Ryan Pace, you've got 
Hey, going into the game today, we've got uh, uh, we've got we're facing the quarterback you gave eighteen and a half million dollars to, the guy mm-hmm. you gave ten million dollars to this year's on the bench, and then a guy you traded a draft pick for, and we had to pay we have to pay f- at least four million dollars this year, and then like another six next year. He's starting. It was yeah. almost their way of being like, can we just take? Let's just get ripped for two quarterbacks. If we start Foles, we're just asking for all, to get all three. Maybe Virginia will okay. forget. That's that's there. There you go. That's it. Right. I hadn't thought of that angle. Right. All this money they've paid for quarterbacks who suck or who who are not playing. Because she spent the whole game up there in the box, going, "How much are we paying this one?" (laughs) Every time there was a pass, we paying everybody. We still don't understand. We've talked. Why why do they drag the poor woman out to these games in person? Yeah. What is going on? So she's. I always forget how old. Ninety-seven. That's how old Virginia is. Ninety-eight. Either way. So when they show where she sits, there's no way she could see the field from where she sits, right? No, I wouldn't. No, I, I mean, wouldn't. I it's. I mean, you, you'd probably have to sit her behind the Hubble telescope. But <laughs> yeah. still, it's almost like she's just up there, like just you know, just poke me if we get a first down. Just yeah, right. <laughs> um. Mm-hmm. This is apropos of completely nothing, but I'm, I'm going to forget it if I don't say it right now. Right before we started recording this, the Manning cast is on. Roger Goodell was a guest of Eli and Peyton. They were asking him about John Madden. Mm-hmm. And he talked about how in a couple of preseasons, he actually rode the Manning, the Madden cruiser to training camps with Madden. And he uttered okay. a sentence that I'm not quite sure came out the way he meant it. And he said... <laughs> Nobody could give people a thrill in a rest stop quite like John Madden. <laughs> oh, man, is our <laughs> yeah. It's been, you know, it's been quite the day for commissioners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, of course, I, Rob, we Goodell, found out Ken Rosenthal gets right. fired. Goodell and, also yeah. said that, you know, that fucking Ken Rosenthal is not writing for <laughs> NFL.com either, or being on the that's, network. That's for sure. Uh, so, anyway. I was going to forget the, the rest stop. Uh, yeah. It just even worse that it's in a, in a game where Ben Roethlisberger is playing it at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. We, Everything. There's it. a lot of ick going on, on the uh, telecast tonight. Something about a, a, a great penis. I saw online. <laughs> I like, Oh boy, here we go. Yeah. Ugh. Oh boy. Big cringe factor. Um, yeah. Let's hopefully they don't put that on the ring of honor. Yeah. Um, okay, so back to uh, back to the, let's go from the national embarrassment back to just the regional embarrassment. The bear. Yeah, the local embarrassment. Um, did it seem to you like the well, they never got a good shot of the stands to show us how many people actually showed up? But yeah, I don't know if it's just because everybody had mittens on. Not a lot of noise for a game a of- that the Bears were running away with for. Everything seemed very like, even down to getting Spiro Ditas and Jay Feely as the announcers. Yeah, the game just had a. It started off with a whole like, it's like, who gives a shit from the from the first from the opening whistle. Yeah, they should have had a biplane carrying a who gives a shit banner <laughs> of flying across Soldier Field. Yeah, a lot a lot of fans dressed up as empty seats for yeah. sure. It seemed like. 
Uh, but you're right. They they were pretty clever in not showing the yeah. I mean, it was very know, enormous holes in the crowd. Yeah, because yeah. I a few times like I wonder how many people are there, and yeah. you would have no idea from that. I'm sure. I'm sure we have some listeners who went, and they can fill us in. God bless you. <laughs> Why? God, God bless Why you. Why did you go? Well, they uh, paid for the tickets. All right. Well, I guess that's a good yeah. good a reason as any. Yeah, I guess. Although we might want to introduce the uh, concept of sunk cost mm-hmm. to all of you. Yes. Um, but anyway, yeah. So it had, you know, it, um, I mean, there was you could hear a, a nice cheer went up when when Robert Quinn broke Richard Dent's sack record. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but even that got weird because um, you know they, they don't stop the game for stuff like that. Remember, like. When Drew Brees broke the which record did he have the touchdown record, they they stopped the game for like eight seconds. Like you yeah. didn't even know what you if if they hadn't reminded you on TV, you wouldn't have known. Right. Um, so the Giants were just getting ready to run another play, which wasn't obviously wasn't going to be a pass. They regretted the fact they had just tried. So Matt Nagy called timeout and got to brag what- about one for once. Yeah. I did that on purpose so that the crowd could cheer for Robert. Like, yeah, we. Yes. We know, Matt. Yeah, we know. Good job. It yeah. is your specialty, calling timeouts right. at weird, inappropriate times. Right. So, yeah, this was a nice, you know, everything, it's, and we've talked about this, everything Matt is doing seemingly, uh, he's setting himself up to help himself with job interviews next year. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, you don't blame him. You, you don't blame him. But, you know, again, that's why you don't go into the season with, pace and Nagy, but they did and this is what we wasted we we all waste a year of our lives right yeah yeah i mean i to me the the only question is about where man works next year is is it is he does he go back to kansas city as like the quarterback coach Mm -hmm. does doug peterson get a job somewhere and matt gets to go be his offensive coordinator Hmm. or does he end up on one of the million nfl pregame shows i can't see that He's not too entertaining. Not that that's a prerequisite, but the dude loves to talk. Yeah, and remember where John Fox up. went after he left the Bears. <laughs> he got to do a year at ESPN. He that he that that asshole wouldn't talk to the media forever, and then yeah. as soon as he can, he starts cashing checks as a media member. Mm-hmm. Like, great. I like the Doug Peterson angle. I think that might be. If you're Matt, that's probably his dream scenario. What right? if the Bears hire Doug Peterson and Doug hires Matt Nagy to be the offensive coordinator? Wow, that'd be perfect. <laughs> that'd be great. We can get John Shoot back to be the quarterback coach. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. What's Dick Duran doing? We There's George Spencer. Folks, I got good news and I got bad news. <laughs> oh. Oh, he wouldn't frame it like that. There was no way news. of preventing it. No, that's right. Oh, this is going to be great. Talk about yeah, collaboration great. and continuity. Yeah. This is going to be great. Just to make sure, you know, Justin already knows this offense. Yeah, this, this fields this is back there. Going, oh, just fields and tries to enter the transfer portal. <laughs> You're like, no, and they're like, college. Justin, that's not a thing in the NFL. Yeah, right. He's like, Kirk Herbstreit was talking an awful lot about it. Like, no, we <laughs> he refuses to play in the next game. I'm opting <laughs> out. Like, no, you can't opt out anymore. That's not a thing either. <laughs> like, we don't blame you, but it's not an option. Do they still play football in Canada? Uh, yeah, you can't go there either. They actually honor the NFL contracts. Damn it! Yeah, he was apparently like a baseball star in high school. 
So okay, there maybe we go. just give that a whirl. Just do that. <laughs> do that. Uh. Well, let's hope it doesn't come to that. Yeah. Now Nagy got asked again in the post game about he got at well it's a different question but same idea which was um do you think you coached your last game with the bears at soldier field and i mean either i think he knows knows i, I do too um I do too. even though they insist that you know he doesn't mm-hmm. because he basically was like um oh well, you know i just did what i always do i just I like to soak it all in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. They soak weren't booing you for once, so that was probably a nice change of pace. Right. Speaking of change of pace. Um, <laughs> so now we have to go. They have to they go up to Minneapolis next week. And uh, as this was funny. Somebody, somebody tweeted out very seriously. Um. Because the Vikings are no longer in the playoff hunt, the NFL is is leaving the Bear Viking game at noon. Oh, I, didn't, I thought you were they just going to move that to prime time? <laughs> oh God! That was that one was pretty much uh, written in ink from yeah. four months ago. That all right? We're going to burn no, this one off at noon. The entire NFC North, with one notable exception, is just garbage. It's yeah. just a, it's organizationally three terrible organizations in this division. And then you've got the Packers who sad to say are, are doing it well, but the, the other three organizations are just crap. Well, it's not that different than the Ditka heyday yeah. where the bears were really good and everybody else sucked. <laughs> and that was back when you had five teams in the division. Mm-hmm. So that's eight wins. Right. You just take care of, you know, and the Packers have the same thing. They get, they basically are handed six wins. They only took five of them this year. They somehow yeah. lost a game in Minnesota. But that's a huge leg up. Yeah, absolutely. And it's right. especially advantageous now that there's only one bye. Mm-hmm. Like, the Packers have a huge advantage in the NFC because they play in the division with a bunch of morons. Yeah, where you're guaranteed five or six wins. No other, no other division champion can look in their division and go, "Oh yeah, we got, we can, we're going to win all six of these games, or maybe, or at least five of them." There isn't any. Yeah, I mean, put them in the in the in the NFC West, yeah. and they they're not going to get, they're not going. That's why none of those teams are going to get the bye, because right. they actually could beat each other. Yeah. Unlike, unlike the nonsense going on in the middle of the country. Yeah, and there's and there's and we're not talking about also, you know teams having you know just have you know all three of these teams just happen to have a bad year. No, this is organizationally, these teams are these organizations are dysfunctional and have been for a very long time. Yeah, I mean, my God, the Detroit Lions. Yeah, I mean the Vikings are the are the of the of those three are the gold standard. <laughs> they that's are, they a are pretty the, mediocre gold standard. They're the envy of the three stooges in that division. Yeah. Um, but that's like we talked about, I don't know, last week or the week before. With Rodgers leaving, it's all up for grabs again. Which yep. is even more imperative for the Bears to get their shit together and take advantage of that. And 
do they appear to poise to take advantage of anything? They do no, not. Just us. The only thing they take advantage of are the fans. Right. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah, this this really should be. Uh, this is the, this is an open window for them to really take control of this thing. We all assume Aaron Rodgers is going to retire or he's going to host Jeopardy or he's going to play for the Broncos or something, but we're all assuming he's not going to be in Green Bay. We don't know that. He it's possibly could come back. It's but possible. I don't I I think the I think he got the, he got the all right, you can go. To come back and give it one more shot. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And if that is, in fact, the, the case, it's certainly the most likely scenario. The Bears enter with the best quarterback in that division. They are poised to, if they get the right president of football operations or general manager, whatever they choose to call him, and the right head coach and the right infrastructure and the right supporting cast around Justin Fields, they could be something. They could be the dominant team for years. Yeah. But they do not seem, at least outwardly, poised to take advantage of anything. Right. They certainly don't seem to have any urgency to do no. that. Um, so, you know, I don't know if you saw the Mike Zimmer comment. Oh, about the quarterback? About Kellen Mond, yeah. So Kellen Mond was a guy that they picked in the second round who the Bears were one of the guys the Bears were going to go after if they couldn't get a if they couldn't move up in the first round. And um, so Kirk Cousins is on the COVID list. There's a chance he won't be off the COVID list by Sunday. Uh, he probably will be. But then there's also the thought that maybe you just don't bother to play him because you're out of it. Mm-hmm. They played the great Sean Mannion uh, against the Packers apparently last night. So he got it. So Zimmer gets asked. Um, are are you giving any thought to looking at Kellen Mann next Sunday? And he just says no. And they're like, and the reporter follows up with like, well, why? He says, I see him every day in practice. Brutal. Yeah. <laughs> Brutal. Ouch. Yeah. And that's the that's the guy the Bears you say were had their eye on. Uh, it was him and uh, these are uh, just the rumors were him right, and Davis right. Mills, who's actually been pretty good for the Texans. Yeah, he got off to a rough start, as you would expect. Um, I don't think he's. I don't think the long-term uh, prognosis for Davis is anything more than a league-average quarterback. But right, uh, best. yeah, Kellen Mond was the other guy that the Bears had like you know a high enough grade on to consider in the second round. Uh, apparently, he's not. Apparently, he might be available. <laughs> you could probably go get him. Right. If Mike Zimmer's still there, which who knows about that. So, But yeah, you bring up a good point about Foles. I don't see any scenario where he where he's not your backup because you have to pay him. Yeah. You need a backup. I mean, it's already, we talked about he's sunk fine. cost already. Yeah. And he's, that's what he seems to be good at. He's good at as a backup. So just let him be the backup. That's fine. Right. Um. There you go. You don't have to worry about it now. You're all set. Justin Fields, Nick Foles, Dave Montgomery. Those are your three quarterbacks. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Will, will that be a prerequisite uh, of the night? Are they going to re- require the next head coach run the Wildcat? <laughs> <laughs> uh, in uh, in his uh, 30 seconds or less uh, piece in the Athletic, Dan Pompey uh, made fun of the Wildcat. Basically said that it 
the next coach should be told he can never ever run that, which I kind of agree with. I agree with that. Um, but he also he seemed to be serious, where he's like, uh, you know, what Robert Quinn did was great, but I but people shouldn't think that that makes him a better pass rusher for the Bears than Richard Dent was. I want to know who these people are that Dan Pompey thinks think based on one good season that there's a bunch of fans out there who think that he is now the best pass rusher in Bears history. Uh, I don't want to know who the little people he he argues with in the mirror every morning are. Yeah. But I just, it's like, I know there are a lot of dumb bear fans. I'm one of them, but I just can't imagine there were a lot of people going, Oh, that makes him better than Richard Dent now. You know, I don't know. Recency bias, whatever. People didn't, young fans didn't get to see Richard Dent play. But yeah, if any of you are listening to us now, trust us, Richard Dent <laughs> he was 50 million times yes. better. He was awesome. Yeah. Um. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Taking nothing away from uh, from Bob Quinn. And I know as a, you oh, yeah, have there's never a, wavered. No, your there's no... There's no bigger fan going back to last year of, of Robert Quinn than me. That's I love right. the guy. I was I defended him <laughs> yes. nonstop last year. You could check the tape yeah. and go back and listen to all the podcasts where I basically said that was the worst signing in Bears history. <laughs> and for a year it was. You and that's a lot of credit to Robert that uh, when healthy, he's still really good. Yeah. And I guess I have to be begrudgingly give Ryan Pace a little credit. Yeah. Because he really did find the right guy. Of course, and typical bear him and him and Khalil have never been healthy at the same time. Right. Of course. Of course. Never get to line them up on each side and scare the hell out of quarterbacks. You just, you get one or the other if you're lucky and sometimes none. Right. Um, maybe next year. Yeah. And so now Robert is, um, and I had already heard this, even as I was ripping it for, for being not productive, He's like one of the coolest guys in the NFL. Seems and like a really good he, guy. Yeah, really cool guy. I mean, the fact that he he found out he got uh, picked for the Pro Bowl riding down the elevator in a hotel with Nagy. And Nagy's like, hey, congratulations. And Bob River goes, for what? <laughs> we just made the Pro Bowl. Oh. He's like, you weren't watching? He's like, no, I was watching uh, National Geographic. <laughs> <laughs> just like, completely, you know, he just didn't care. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and he's um, he's signed for next year. Yeah, I mean, we finally could get Mac and Quinn if they're both healthy next year, playing alongside one another. That would be terrific. Yeah, he'll be thirty-two, so it's not yeah. like he's you know right old. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, if if you get a new general manager, though, they're going to have to look at um. Uh, there are needs on this team beyond edge rusher and you may need to jettison one of those two just to open up cap room to sign other people. Um, although I, 
the way the cap works, I I don't think you save anything if you even if you trade Khalil. So I think you probably both guys are probably back. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so you said something at the beginning of the pod that you know y- you don't want the Bears to lose, and I you know I'm a, obviously a Bears fan as well, but I do want them to lose because there's still uh, there's still a chance Ryan Pace could be back. Oh, I there's, there's Look, okay. Still... So there's, I don't know who this guy is, but there's the guy who writes the bears blog, like 17,000 morons on Twitter following this guy claims. He's got, he knows people and he claims mm-hmm. that George McCaskey put together a blue ribbon panel of mm. NFL experts who've been advising him and they told him, all right, your head coach is a dunce. Get rid of him. So they're pretty good. Okay. And he, he thinks it's 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 far more likely than not that they've also told him you got to start over, you got to you got to you got to dump Ryan Pace too, and he claims that's why they didn't bother to do anything to last week because you're cleaning house after the season's over. What are you going to do in these two weeks? Who who's who, who are you going to interview? Yeah, well, and, well, we sort of surmised this the last week ourselves. Right. This maybe they're doing this in the right order, which is that you get a new president of football operations, and that guy hires that guy. So now I have no connections at Hal's Hall. I don't know anybody <laughs> there. Uh, but I've I've been I've been a long time McCaskey observer. Mm. I still think Ryan Pace is coming back. Mm. Wait, you think? It's a better than fifty percent chance he's coming back. I think it's think a ninety-eight percent chance he's coming back. Oh, I will be, my. I will be, I'll be happily shocked, but I will be legitimately shocked mm-hmm. if both of those guys get tossed out on their ass. So I Pace st- comes back. I in still his think, and now there will be the proviso, which I also, th- I think this would be even dumber. Yeah, would be that they promote Pace out of his GM job, uh-huh. which I don't understand at all. Right, because he he's still he'd be the, still be the highest ranking football person. So he'd still, yeah. if you think he's not doing a good job, you can't fucking promote him. It's not a bank. You're not promoting him, you know, to some dusty office over here. Right. He'll he'll be he'll be hiring the new GM who will be hiring the new coach. It's lunacy. But these are the bears. <laughs> maybe it's just a I'm just protecting myself uh, maybe you're yeah yeah I'm, for maybe I'm when I, for when you know I can't happy. lose in this scenario right I've already prepared <laughs> I've steeled myself for the disappointment of Ryan Pace not being held accountable good and then yeah. if he is fired then I just get to be super excited gotcha well maybe I'm just being naive but I can't but I don't know much but I feel see. like I know I feel like I know the McCaskies well, I just can't possibly see how how Pace comes back, but uh, I, I do think there's you know a twenty five percent chance that he will, but just because of their ineptitude. Yes. Yep. Yeah, they're. Uh... I I don't remember now who because I've I I read and listen to everything I can find out about the. I don't know why I do this to myself with the bear. Maybe because there's there's no cub news because the baseball uh, owners are all sitting around Scrooge McDucking it in a vault somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So they're basically talking about how people say that uh, the Bears don't have a president of football operations, but they actually do. It's Ryan Pace. And Mm -hmm. because he's the highest ranking football guy. But then there's the whole thing about he meets with Ted once a week. What the fuck are they talking about in the meeting? Right. Yes, of course. He's Um, not the Ryan Pace is not the the president of football operations. Let's be clear on that. He's the general manager. Right. And if he is the highest ranking football and Ted really doesn't meddle with him, then to me, this is worse. Then this really proves he can't do the job at all. Right. Because his only defense could be go to George and be like, look, I want to do this. Ted. Ted didn't think it was a good idea. Right. I wanted to do this. Ted Ted made me hire John Fox. Ted made me hire John Fox. Exactly. Ted made me do this. Ted made me do that. I wouldn't have done any of it. Right. It's kind of the Jed thing about how Jed has somehow managed to leak out all the moves that didn't work <laughs> out for the Cubs that he disagreed with. Right, right. Yeah. Well, you know, I didn't want to do that. Yeah. Well, my oh, my idea. Daniel Murphy? Pfft, no. Yeah. Um. That's his, that's his, he has no defense then. If he's really been empowered to make all these decisions, then he absolutely should be fired. Because then it all falls on him. Right. Which, right. And I get the... I mean, I don't know. I like, we get we get a little dose of Smarmy Ted every year um, at their press conference. And I get the feeling that all Ted really wants to know is how much does this cost? Mm-hmm. So I get the feeling that yes, he, that Ryan is basically making these decisions. Now I'll give him the John Fox one. He very clearly, that was an arranged marriage. I was going to say he didn't hire John Fox. John Fox came. He in order to take the job, he had to he had to accept that John Fox was going to be the coach. Right, exactly. But I would say from the from the Mitch Trubisky, Matt Nagy that time frame going forward, it has been Ryan Pace. Honestly, he should have been fired. So <laughs> when they trade up to draft Mitch and their head coach doesn't know who they're picking and it's a quarterback <laughs> right. because the GM didn't trust the head coach enough to tell him, then one or both of those guys should have been fired on the spot. Bears so should have said, all right, if you don't trust your coach, it's we're not, we're not doing well under him anyway. We're going to get a new coach. Or it should be, listen, buddy, this is, this is a football team. We're going to have to work together about this collaboration that they yeah, love right. so much. It should have been, all right, you got to go then. We can't have you keep it secrets from the coach who's got to coach the guy. So so let me ask you this. Why keep the secret? He's the general manager. Was it because he was afraid if Fox found out he would go to Ted and be like, Ted, don't, don't let Junior trade up here for Trubisky. I've always assumed that I think this might have been right. I always assumed that he worried that if Fox thought they were going to take Mitch, mm-hmm. that Fox would leak it. Because he wouldn't want it, hoping that another team would actually, you know, Pace was so paranoid that somebody's going to jump in front of them for Mitch. Right. I think he was afraid that if he told Fox, Fox was going to tell him. Adam Schefter and John Fox were like on a group chat together for mm-hmm. that he would just Fox would try to spoil it by being God, I can't, they're going to saddle me with this dunce. <laughs> hey, Shefty. That's who I know what they're trying to pick, and then we get out, and then somebody would maneuver their way because you know there was Pace was a dolt. He thought people really wanted Mitch. Right. I could see him being like, "Oh shit, I can't let this guy know." Plus, I'm going to fire him next year anyway. So who gives a shit if he is on board with Mitch or not? I don't need to tell him. I think that's that's always been my assumption as to why he did that. 
there's well, two sounds, terrible reasons to do it. I was going to say, yeah, it sounds very plausible. And it's also a, a really, a, if that's the case, a peak inside a very dysfunctional yes. organization. Yeah, it should be a complete embarrassment. And yeah, everybody should get launched. And that, that's not how they do things. So, I mean, so there's still, there, there is, of course, an uh, awful uh, scenario. Maybe this was another reason why we're rooting for them to lose. The the doomsday scenario is still in effect, which is mm-hmm. probably going to win on Sunday. Yep. Three wins in a row. Hey, we're red hey. hot. Can't fire yeah. anybody now. Nagy yeah. finally that... figured this out. Woo! Absolute possibility. Yeah. Absolute possibility. No question I, about it. I think the thing that saves us from that is that George knows that Someone would burn his house down. <laughs> Which we're not advocating. Like, we don't want this no, to happen. But he knows that was you know, uh, a little You're hyperbole joking. there. Yes. But he knows that that would, Bear fans would not stand for that shit. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a scalp. And it might as well be the, the visor doesn't really protect you from being scalped. <laughs> Bad, terrible choice of headwear again, Matt. So I, he's the sacrificial lamb no matter what. I don't think there's, I don't think there's any chance. Well, here's the thing. I think there's a 98% chance of that. So the same chance chance that... But I'm a little worried about the 2%. Same chance that I'm giving that Pace is going to get fired is the chance that you're giving that Nagy isn't. Correct. Yeah. All right. I'd much rather... I would much rather we know that they've told Matt that he's not coming back. Yeah. I mean, so... The, and that's uh, notwithstanding the performance of the football team, but the Washington the Washington football team of the Chicago Bear professional football of oh, that football team. Okay. <clears throat> um, a, one of the reasons why you really have to fire Ryan Pace is keeping him is going to eliminate some of the better coaching candidates. Who are going to be like? Well, no, I'm not. I'm not going to go be the third head coach for this guy, right? Like, no, absolutely. Um, and that may be a message that they've been able to. The blue ribbon panel of geniuses has been able <laughs> has been able to get across to George, which is, look, if you want to really want to go out and get a good coach, especially if you're going to prioritize finding somebody who's been a coach before, they're they're going to want somebody that they know they can work with. Mm-hmm. And I guess there's only one guy then you could get that fits that description who knows he can work with Ryan Pace, and it's uh, Kevin J. I mean, it's uh, Sean Payne. <laughs> Sean Payne, right. Who may be like, yeah, I worked with Ryan Pace. No, I don't want to. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, hopefully that's that's part of it. Um. So I've been very, very vocal about a guy I don't want the Bears to hire. Mm, who I know, I a know lot of Bear say. fans are super excited because um, you know Jim Harbaugh got Michigan to the college football playoff where they played the role of Notre Dame this year and got steamrolled from the very beginning of the game all the way to the end. Yeah. And Jim could very well be like, all right, this shit's not going to work here. You know, and mm-hmm. those – I mean, there's a reason Brian Kelly ran off to the SEC. He's got 
beat into his head loud and clear. You want to go win a national championship, you got to go down there. You can't win it where you're at. Right. Um, so in this idea that because Harbaugh was a successful NFL coach, he, and he certainly was, he took the um, took the 49ers to one Super Bowl, would have taken them to another, except I don't know if you remember the game where Kenny Williams' kid was running back punts for the 49ers and just kept leaving the ball on the ground. <laughs> that was in the playoffs the year before. The year before they went to the Super Bowl, I think. Um, so on paper, he's a perfect candidate, former Bear, former Mike Ditka disciple, although they mm-hmm. hated each other. Right. Um, and I don't like him for a few reasons. Number one, I always hated him as a player. I hated Jim mm-hmm. I hated him when he was at Michigan. So when he got to the Bears and he replaced, I mean, he, I knew he was part of the grand plan to get rid of Jim McMahon. Right. So I hated him for I, that. Then he, I hated, when, I hated, I hated when they drafted him. Why right. are you drafting they, this? It guy? was the typical Bears thing where they draft a guy who couldn't throw. Yep. He ran the freaking option basically at Michigan, yeah. some half-assed hybrid offense, and then he just seemed like a weirdo. Yeah, he's, and he's kinda... still a weirdo. He's still he, he's a guy who tucks his sweatshirt into his khakis. That's what that's nobody what does that. So it's like no, just go find somebody else. I'm just surprised. Are are there really Bears fans that want this guy? Yes. But why would anybody want this guy? He went to a Super Bowl. And when (laughs) does that ever? When have the Bears ever hired a coach who went to a Super Bowl where the things didn't work? Oh, it's John Fox. Yeah. That's right. You just tried that. It didn't work. I mean, all of that logic is is exactly the same logic that Michigan applied Mm -hmm. when they hired Harbaugh. He's a Michigan man. You, you know, he played for Bo. He's he's one of us. He yeah. knows the culture. He's yeah. and he's and it's been. He probably really... got the old uh, Rudy Tootie from there. Uh, that longtime doctor who was molesting all the football players. <laughs> and and his entire he's in the club. Has, yeah, and he's never been Ohio State until this year, and he finally gets to the college football playoff and gets absolutely destroyed, yeah. embarrassed as as predicted by the yep. way by a lot of us. We're like, Georgia is this going to kill this team? This team is not that good. Nope. I don't know how they beat Ohio State, but they did somehow. And this is going to be ugly. So now because of that, what, now we want him in the in Chicago? No, we don't. We do not want him. Sorry. I, there's not a lot of uh, imagination from Bear fans, I don't think. I mean, it's like, well, what about, what about Fitz? What about Pepe's Gerald? <laughs> Yeah, right. It fits his really. Always... What? Why? Yeah, Why would he want to do that? Why would you want to do that? Just no. Yeah. Um, it's it's like the the Leslie Frazier brigade. What did Leslie Frazier do in in Minnesota? They got you all excited mm-hmm. about. Oh, this is the guy we need. Is it? No, you don't need that. You don't need. You don't need a former bear. In fact, that should be disqualifying. Well, I don't know that it should be disqualifying. No, I think it should, should be. This, well, I guess I don't want a bear who's going to come in and talk about bringing. We're going to get back to the. We're going to back to playing bear football. Yeah, well, like no, but don't play bear football. Play Packer football. Try yeah, that. Right. Give that a shot. Try that. Tired yeah. of getting beat playing our way. Play their play, way and beat them. How about that? Play, Let's try it. Play, play Patriot football. Yes. How about that? You don't play bear football. Yeah, Bearfall doesn't football doesn't work anymore. No, it's this is it's not nineteen eighty five anymore. Yeah. Play this whole idea. Oh, you gotta run the ball, we gotta have good defense because it's gonna get cold. It's like, yeah. Okay. Your neighbors to the north. It gets colder there. 
Yeah. They still throw the ball over the fucking field. It doesn't bother them. It gets cold in Boston, doesn't it? Yeah. They had a pretty good quarterback there for a couple years, didn't they? That's right. One of a Super Bowl or two. The freaking Bills, I know they didn't win a Super Bowl. They went to four in a row by just throwing the ball all over the place. Yeah. So try that. Give that a shot. Um, but yeah, that's, um, there, there was still the weirdness going on with, um, apparently Tevin Jenkins was healthy enough to play. Jason Peters started. It's like, okay, does Jason, do we, does he need more reps? Does he even want more reps? Yeah. Could you do him a favor? He doesn't, he doesn't want to play now. He He will. If you ask him to, of course he will. But he should just be over there in case of emergency, not right. the not the guy who actually you need to see. Um, like I think it was, it, I know it was Olin. I think it was on the 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 NBC Sports post game. Basically, said, you know what you should be doing in these games. You should be figuring out your line for next year. You should have some right. series where you play Larry Borum at left tackle and you play Tevin at right tackle because Tevin played right tackle in college, and maybe he'll just show he's more comfortable there. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, what he said, the way to really fix the line is to actually go out and find a real left tackle, move right. Tevin to right tackle, and play Larry at guard. Because the whole idea yeah. isn't to just patch together these little spots. It's to build a really good line. Take your best linemen and play as many of them as possible. That's usually how you develop a good line. Right. But, you know, Nagy's over there, you know, still, you know, acting like, just like last week. It's senior day. We've got to play all the vets. It's Why? not in his. It's not in. What's well, not in his interest to see what the line is going to be next year? He doesn't. He's not going to be around. It's. It's like it during the the Dusty Baker era when, you know, the first two years they were good. Oh five, it started. It went bad in July, and then oh six, it was bad the whole time. And then he, he would still refuse. He still play on Jose Macias and you know all those and Ramon Martinez, and it's like all right, the guys, the your young players might not be any good, but we got to find out. And we can't find out from having you just piss away games because you're playing the old guys because they earned it. This is the earn it business. Once you get to the point where you can't win the championship this year, you have to immediately start trying to win next year's. And that's the mode the Bears should have been in for like the last six weeks, which is we need to, we need to put all of our the guys who aren't part of our long-term plans, you guys are all backups now. Somebody gets yeah. COVID or somebody gets hurt, you're going to play. Otherwise, no. All the young guys, we got to see what the hell we have so that we're not guessing in the offseason. It's like, you know what? It's too bad we didn't play Tevin Jenkins a little more. Then we'd know if he could handle left tackle or not. What stopped you from it? Yourselves. Well, because Matt Nagy's motivation is to go, hey, I, you know what? Yeah, I, if finished I, can... seven, I finished seven and ten. I won, won the last three games. Yeah. I was turning it around. And he's not going to I have a winning he's record like a... for my career. Yeah, he's not going to do that by playing the young guys. He's going to lose more more likely than not going to lose those games, and that's going to be better for the health of the organization because you find out where what guys belong, what guys don't, and those that do belong, where do they fit? But that's not in Matt Nagy's no. best interest. He Which is why him. he should have been fired before the Thanksgiving game against the Lions. They don't listen to us in hell. No. They listen to us. So we could have told we could have told them all this last year. I mean, that's why teams do it. That's why teams fire coaches in season. Yes, it's because they're like, okay, we're going to go into an evaluation mode, and this guy's not going to want to do it, so right. we'll we'll just send him home. Yeah, and you, we're going to name you. You're the interim coach, and here's the deal: 
You're going to get to be a head coach, get to be a title. You got to play the young guys. We need to see what the hell we have on this roster. So here, this was a stat I, I heard today that was floored me. So Urban Meyer, obviously, first-year head coach, got fired during the season. In NFL history, how many other guys got fired during their first season as head coach? It's 101 gonna... years of NFL football. I'm going to guess zero. Urban's the only one ever. Yeah. Holy Amazing. shit. <laughs> yeah. That is something. We needed Tom Pelissero to write, apparently, an article about Matt Nagy, and then maybe that would have... But the problem is he doesn't do anything. We see all of his embarrassing stuff. It's the stuff he does during the games. He's not yeah. embarrassing the Bears off the field or at practice no. or anything. He's a good guy. Seems like a good guy, exactly. But Instead he demonstrates his incompetence for the world to see. He doesn't have to hide any of it. It's just out there. It's calling timeouts at the wrong time. It's calling nonsensical plays. It's, you know, yeah. having his headset go out and not being able to figure out that maybe he shouldn't have the guy with, shouldn't be the guy with the walkie-talkie. That kind of shit. Right. Yeah. <sighs> Running the wildcat incessantly. All the things he does. So what we found out is that incompetence is not a fireable offense in the NFL. Just kicking place kickers is. Yeah. Which I agree with. He shouldn't be. I mean, if Matt, if I found out Matt kicked Cairo. Oh, you would not oh, like that. that. Would, no, I didn't, they'd have to go take some action. <laughs> Can't kick the MVP. So, so I was trying to think timing-wise. A week from today, it, we find out for sure Matt's out. At least, if if he's out, that's when we find out for sure. Monday, he's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, you would think at the same time, if Pace is gone, we will find out at the same time. These are the Bears. Think. I don't know about that. But it doesn't mean that the Ted and George press conference happens Monday. Mm-hmm. I mean, that might be middle of the week while they get their you know story straight about what they yeah. want to talk about. <laughs> right. So they could drag this out for you know quite a while. Yeah. It, but it just doesn't make any sense to not. I guess this is the thing I don't understand. I haven't understood forever. If supposedly the reason you couldn't fire Nagy in season, you couldn't fire Pace in season, was because you were going to do it at the end of the season, so there was no sense in doing it now, because we got to go f- hire the guy who they're going to report to. What what was stopping you from hiring the guy they were going to report to all along? Nothing. You can't hire a football president during the season? Of course you can. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Or, Which would yeah. have sped all of this up then, because that guy could have gone in and went, okay, you, you know, moron number one. And more on number two, put more on number two on the phone. And you, just, two on, yeah. you just launch them. Have a cream soda. Um, well, at the very least, and if, even if you want to keep, you know, uh, Pace and Nagy until the end of the year, fine. At, at the very least, a competent organization has identified the next guy they want to be the president of football operations. They've identified them. Hopefully they've talked to him at least through back channels. You know, hopefully they are you interested? They, they, no. <laughs> oh God, that was our whole plan. All right, everybody's gotta come back. Shoot. Oh, damn. Really? You don't wanna? No. Oh right. shit. Hopefully all of this has happened. Hopefully there there have been these discussions with and then and then Monday is this okay, we're gonna now's when we clean house and then Shortly thereafter, we named president of football operations, and and then shortly after that, he hires a head coach. And by mid-January, we've got a whole new team here in place, and that's it. So now what if the guy they want to hire to be the president is 
you know, working at a high level job with a Super Bowl contender. And yeah. it's like, I'll talk to you after the season. That's fine. Well, he should be. First of all, that's who we talked about this last week. So, you, so it'd be okay then for you know you fire Pace and Nagy, but then we got to wait six weeks before you hire the president, who then can go out and he can look for the GM, who then can go out and hire the coach. And I, I I'm sure that the answer to that is we'll look at. So the Colts have a good coach, Frank Reich. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even the first guy they hired as coach. They hired Josh McDaniels first. Two weeks later, before he's you know, still coaching with the Patriots, he's like, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. And then they had to go find another coach. That's all well and good, except for the fact that people forget the McDaniels, the, the thing that you miss out on, the thing that the college teams freak out about, and that NFL, the Bears have worried about this before. If you wait, then all the good assistants get hired. Right. And everybody's like, well, it didn't work about the Colts. Well, it kind of did, because McDaniels hired a bunch of assistant coaches. Mm-hmm. And then the Colts didn't let them out of their contracts until Reich got in and decided whether he wanted to keep them or not. And so, like, Matt Eberflus, who's their defensive coordinator, who's a really good defensive coordinator, he got hired by Josh McDaniels. He didn't get hired by Frank. Hmm. So that doesn't that doesn't hold either. So somewhere there's a happy medium. The Bears, part of the reason that they hurried up and hired Nagy was that whole idea about he needs, we need to get somebody as soon as possible so they can build the staff. Like, right. Guys, I got to tell you, a week isn't going to make that big a difference. No. It's really not. Mm-hmm. But now if the Bears somehow paint themselves into this corner where it's two months before you finally get down to the head coach being able to hire the assistants, that might actually be an issue. So that – and we're worried about something sure. that yeah. might not happen because they probably aren't going to hire a president anyway. No, Ted's still going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. But – which is another thing. It's like, all right, well then, why couldn't we have just gone ahead and knocked down the first domino during the season? What were we waiting for? And I don't know. That scares me. Because they don't know what they're doing. Doesn't right. mean they can't blunder into, like they only have to get one higher right. Like, if they hire the right football guy and let him do his job, they're fine. In fact, it's yeah, probably good but, then that they don't know what they're doing and they stay out of the way. But if they get right. that wrong, then we have no chance. Right. They're, yeah. they're thre- they, have to thread, they have to thread a needle to start the whole process. It's amazing to me. I mean, think about the Cubs. It all started with a conversation Tom Ricketts had about, well, we, need to, we need to hire a guy like Theo Epstein. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, well, why don't we just see if Theo's interested? And then he was. Yeah. They didn't have a plan B. What if Theo had said, I like it here in Boston. Mm -hmm. The McCaskies need something like that to happen. Well, that's, that's why they should be going after the, the, the best guy on the market, whether or not his team is in the playoffs or making this, or will be playing in a Super Bowl or not. They have to get this. They have to get this right. This has been, you know, it's been decades. (laughs) Since they have gotten this right, they haven't gotten it's it right. It's time to get this right. And yeah, waiting. If you if if the guy if you want to poach a guy like you know from Kansas City, if you want to poach Veach, and they're playing in the Super Bowl, you, you, you've got to wait. You've back, hopefully you've back channeled it enough to find out that he could be your guy, and you just wait. If 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 um if that's the guy you want, but I, my my point is what. 
you got to find the best guy that, that you can get regardless of what his current obligations are. And if he is interested and you got to find out if the guy's interested, but otherwise we're going to get stuck in the same situation. And we're just going to be looking at guys who are available because their team's lost. The bears haven't gotten this right since 1974. When they heard yeah. Jim Finks. Yeah. They haven't gotten it right since they've even tried most of the time. Well, Venisi, you're not You're not counting Venisi. Well, it, that all started because count. they hired Jim Finks. Because of Finks. Yes, yeah, certainly. Okay. Because Jerry was just kind of, he was there because Finks had hired him. And so when yeah. Finks left for the Cubs, people <laughs> 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 forget that. Yeah. They had a guy. But they haven't had to go out and hire somebody. You know, then they right. didn't even okay. bother. They, they, didn't have, they didn't have a GM. Mm-hmm. Then um, I remember what, they, it was like a big deal. They hired Jerry Angelo. They hired him away right. from Tampa while the Tampa was winning a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and he he wasn't terrible. No, Jerry was all right. Yeah, you know, for a while they had Mark Hatley doing it, but he didn't have the he didn't have the title, mm-hmm. and he died. Um, so it's just it's not like this is a an organization that has a tried and true organizational chart. You're right, and that's so... that's also a big part of why they can't ever seem to they can't ever seem to develop their own it's all systematic right the mccaskies george clearly doesn't know how to run a football team mm-hmm. but he also doesn't know how to hire somebody to run a football team and they also uh, don't and, ever and he, the guys who work there don't ever seem to be like progressing into positions of more responsibility like the one guy who feels like he's worked his way up is sean desai mm-hmm. from quality right. control coach to defensive back coach to defensive coordinator he seems to have done a good job um, took him a long time to work his way up. A lot of that was bullshit about, oh, he didn't even play college football. Yeah, because you have to have to know how to scheme thing. Mm-hmm. But that's an, I think that's another fundamental problem that the Bears have is that they clearly aren't keeping an eye out for talent on their own staff. They let Brandon Staley go to Denver with Vic, mm-hmm. and then a year later he's a head coach. It's like, do you even have any idea what you've got? Well, and the front office too. When is the last time you've heard of other teams poaching, you know, guys from the Bears front office? Yeah. Never hear of it. No. It could contrast with the Cubs, where it's like, yeah, they keep losing guys left and right. You know, teams are trying to hire guys away from that. Now, with the Bears, never. Who, who have they lost from the front office that another team has wanted and poached? I can't think of any off the top of my head. Yeah, I don't. I mean, did. Chris Ballard, did he leave? Well, or did they can him with to get cleaned out? You know, like all right, this guy got he's got to go too. Um, let's see, he was with the Bears until 2011, and then he uh, <laughs> seemed to have taken a year off. Hmm. Oh, he got promoted and then um, to director of professional scouting, and then he left for the Chiefs after a year. So I don't know if he went, all right, F this, I'm leaving, or the Chiefs were like, all right, here's a guy. Let's go get him. Because he certainly has built a really good team in Yeah, he's been great. Yeah. 
So that's, but when was this you're talking about? He left the Bears in 2012. So you're talking about nine 10 years, years ago, 10 years yeah. ago. Now. Yeah. So nobody, in, in other words, nobody. Not that we can of think the, of, no. Right. Nobody out of the Ryan Pace front office is what I'm saying. Nobody. I mean, they, oh, I know why he left. He left because they hired Phil Emery. No, instead of him to be the general yeah. manager. Right. Another great choice. Yes. Yeah, 2013. And then he brought in Trustman. That was the whole, could have had Arians and Ballard. And yeah, and Ballard, right. And there we go. Good job. And it's just, we had the, I think we had the same discussion about the year they couldn't figure out they were going to fire Fox was the year Sean McVay and Cal Shanahan got hired as head coaches. Right. I'm sure the Bears could have had either one of them if they had wanted. But no. So, just missed opportunity after missed opportunity. And they don't even know they're missing them. That's the, it's not like they're up there going, oh, we're so close. They're just clueless. <laughs> they don't know they were, you know. Who got hired? Who is that? I've heard that name before. Is his dad somebody? Mike, Shan- Mike Shanahan. Shana- <laughs> Shanahan. I feel like I've heard that. How many Super Bowls? Yeah. Two? Huh. He's the guy with the one weird eye? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know him. <laughs> So, anyway, so we'll be back in a week with uh, another exciting breakdown of, a, I would guess, a win over the Vikings. Sounds like, um, well, hopefully, sounds we'll like they might be playing Justin Fields. If he's out there, it sounds like, yeah. Well, hopefully, we'll be back here next week talking about, okay, the Bears have actually made some firings, if nothing else, and we'll, well, maybe we'll have some idea what their thought process is. Right. So, in a perfect world, what they announce on Monday is Payson A year out. This person is in either as the GM or the president. And here's the timeline going forward. Right. We're going to be interviewing either if it's the president, we're going to be interviewing general manager candidates. We're going to hire one, you know, it's top priority to get one hired without rushing as quickly as possible. And then we'll yeah. get in to hire a head coach. What you're going to get from the Bears if they fire both of those guys is now we're going to try to figure out where to go from here. It's like, no, mm-hmm. no. They, they didn't die in a plane crash. You fired them, and you knew you were going to fire them for months. Why are you just now trying to figure this out? Right, right. Well, we need to see who else got fired. Okay, good. That'll be great. We need some kind of assurance that they know what they're doing. Even if they're not ready to, to to tell us a name, we need some sort of something that shows us these guys have, they actually have a plan. They actually know what they're, they seem to know what they're trying to do. They need a little bit more time. We at least lead that. Yeah. Cause there's going to be, I don't think there's going to be as many firings as normal. It seems like most teams are going to keep their guys. Um, but obviously there's two jobs already open. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty likely that the Vikings fire Zimmer. You would think. And yeah. the Bears fire Nagy. Um, so you might have five or six openings. Some years there's nine. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that emboldens them to take their time. You know, if they, we've got a list with six good guy names on it. We'll take any of them. <laughs> no, that's not how it works. Who's the one you really want? They're not all yeah. equal, are they? You're just going to pull a name out of a hat? Let's see. Here we go. That's what they could do at the George and Ted can just like have like a, one of those bingo drums and just roll it. And they reach in and they pull out, Hey, Jim Caldwell, come on down. Like, oh no. 
They could do like a dancing with the stars kind of thing. They just put a phone number up. Everybody can call yeah. and vote for the coach they want. Well, I, and I they'll like make an idea. offer. Well, maybe they get the, like your first idea, maybe get the old bozo drum. They bring that out. <laughs> maybe they'll do the actual, like, get it down to the finalists. So Jim Caldwell and Leslie Frazier. And they'll have them, they'll put the five little uh, cups, or what, those things, with the, and oh, the, the ping pong ball. And whoever can get farthest <laughs> wins the job. The, oh, the, the bucket game. The bucket, bozo game. bucket yeah. the bozo bucket game. Uh, okay. Well, they yeah. both made it to the fourth bucket. Oh, it's getting exciting, isn't it? Virginia's uh, over there clapping. Well, the fourth bucket, you've already won a bucket. Problem is it, the problem is, so it goes, Caldwell throws it in, number five, turns to Leslie and goes, aha, I win, you're the coach. And he leaves. <laughs> well, you got to get to number six, Andy. Know your bozo bucket. Oh, six. six. I, six never got, I never even got to go to a bozo taping. So. Oh, that's Sure, I mentioned it to Dad a few times. He's like, "Yeah, no, we're not going to that." Creepy clown with the no, we're not doing that. You're the only bozo in this house. Get out on the farm. That's all we need to do is get you meet another bozo. (laughs) All right, so we'll see what kind of game show they come up with. Honestly, it's the kind of thing the Cubs should have done when they hired David Ross. Yeah, you need programming from Marquee. They might as well just turn the whole thing into. Like dream job, except for the Cubs manager. Well, they could have done Ray's TV Pow. I don't know if you remember Ray Rayner. He had Ray's TV Pow, which was basically the game of Pong that two oh. kids would call, call in and <laughs> they kind of play that over the air. You could do that, bring that back. Rockford, we had a guy, Mr. Mustache. And Mr. Um, Mustache. One, of the, one of the things he would do was. Um, there was the game you had to play there would not have been popular during COVID. Mm-hmm. It was basically a uh, air hockey table, except it was okay. open on both ends, and there yeah. was a there was a, a stripe taped in the middle, and they put the ping pong ball in the middle, and kids on each side were blowing, and you oh. had to blow the ping pong ball past the other line. Oh, yeah. So just a lot of spitting. A lot of slatter. And uh, the other thing he did was uh, every show at some point he would. He was an artist, so he would go to this easel and he would solicit a letter from the kids. And he would draw a letter, like he said, A, and he would write a big A on the thing. And then he would somehow turn that A into a picture. He would draw around the, and the letter would disappear into the picture. He'd like draw a house or something out of the letter A. Yeah. An A-frame. He really liked O's. Was there a Mrs. Mrs. Mustache or was it just a Mr. Mustache? I don't know. There might have been. He had a live-in friend named Tony. No, I don't know. <laughs> this don't is know. in Rockford? Rockford? This is in Rockford? Yeah, Channel 23. Oh. Huh. I don't know why we didn't get that. Mr. Mustache. Mr. Mustache. Couldn't beat it. All right. All right. So that's enough of that. All right. So the last regular season edition coming up next week. Very excited. And then, uh, yeah, we'll do... Um, We'll have at least two more of these. We gotta have. We gotta wrap up the season. Then we gotta. They're gonna hire a coach. You got it. Yeah. Well, probably yeah, three, because then we'll have to do the press conference one. Right. Which. Yeah. I just. I don't even want to think about what the press conference is like if um, they keep them both. Can you imagine that one? Oh, think about yeah. how it was last year. And then to go through another terrible year and have them go. I oh, feel like we're really close. Yeah. Well, to what, like an it. aneurysm? Is that what you're close <laughs> to? 
I like the guy who calls on the reporters. He's got a very Mark Potash. <laughs> He's got very sort of like every, every flat delivery. So I wonder if they'll be able to do any of the, if they're going to be able to do those live. Or if they're going to have to be Zoom. Oh. Oh. Omicron might make it a Zoom thing again. Yeah? I mean, I don't know, because Nagy has been doing post games at the podium. Mm-hmm. I think it's a combination. Like there's Zoom questions and there's people there. Yeah, yeah. So. I guess it would make sense. I guess it would make sense. They should get uh <laughs> you should put George and Ted in bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> Just to they protect could, them. They could dress them up like Buzz Lightyear. Or they could have them. Uh, they could do it outside at Soldier Field. Uh, with both both of them sitting in the back in convertibles, and they just drive around. And as they as they approach the reporter, he yells the question, and then they take <laughs> another lap while they think of the answer, and then they yell the answer back. And they just keep doing that for an hour and a half. You get it sponsored by everybody's dead. Bob Roman, Max Matson, they're all gone. But somebody can do it. Yeah. All right. I've given the Bears. We have given the Bears plenty of good ideas. We how to pick a coach, how to handle this post-game press conference, or post-season press conference. It's not our fault if they do the same old shit that they always do. We tried our best. All right. All right. Well, thanks, Mike. All right, one more week to go. We're in the regular season. Many of us have herpes. 